0: Hey guys, it's Christina. This is Voxing Guest, and I am joined today by Forebodings. Say hello, gentlemen.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: <laughs> I feel like such a school teacher already. It's like, say hello, class. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you guys all know Sean. You know Sean, you know Dad here, but you may not yet. No Tommy and Ray, but you will after today if it is the last thing that I do. So why don't you guys each tell everybody quickly what you do in the band so that they know?
2: Sure. Uh, I play guitar and I sing. I sometimes write a couple songs. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's that's really what I do. I mean, I I help with, like, managing Instagram for my dad, you know, so I, I check that out. But mostly... Just play uh, okay. play guitar, and music,
0: yeah. And that's Tommy. Just to make ever make sure everybody knows. All right, Ray.
3: Uh, I play the drums, and that's it. He
0: sure does. Yeah,
2: what
3: else there you, do you go. Do you? What else? The- oh, um, I play the uke for some of our classical stuff.
0: Okay, <laughs> I like I like that we have a game of charades going too. You were like, what do you do? You play the. <laughs> And I was like banjo, tiny guitar, that could be anything, literally. But I guess, I guess Ray knew it was the uke, so that's that's a little easier. (laughs) I might have failed that test. All right, Sean, this is it, your big moment. Tell everybody.
1: I play bass, (laughs) and I do a little backup vocals, and I've written some of the songs as well. So yeah, yeah.
0: So we we have here, as you may have all figured out, a family band, Um, and we have we have you guys may be. The youngest people we've had on the show so far, I think. Agent Nova seemed pretty young, but I guys think you think you guys may have just squeaked in under the wire. Because I don't know, is it gauche to tell people what your ages are? I think it's worth it though if you want to tell everybody. Because I don't know if anybody had a birthday, but the last I heard, Ray, you're seventeen, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. and Tommy, you're still twenty, or did you have a birthday?
2: I'm twenty still. Yeah.
0: Okay. Sean, I'm not going to ask you. Don't worry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're
0: at least older than 20. We know that. Biologically, that's a fact. So we know that. So there you go. (laughs) We figured out that much. Uh, So Sean Sean is about 21, 22. Yeah. Uh,
4: I wish. So, okay.
0: Listen, I – no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't want to be raising a 20 – 20-year-old when you're 21. You don't That's, wish that nobody does. Yeah. That would be the weirdest situation ever. But okay, I don't know if you've prepared the guys, Sean, but listen, okay. I do start every episode, and Tommy and Ray, I hope you're okay with this, with a really intense question. Okay. This this is a professional situation here. I am a budding journalist of sorts. Um, and I just I feel like I have to really hit home with things. So I want you to dig deep and think about this and answer it honestly, okay? All right, here we go. For each of you, what is your position on eating pizza with a knife and a fork?
1: The mayor is eating his pizza with a knife... (laughs) The travesty! ...and a fork! (sighs)
2: Uh, Okay, well... I guess I've never really done it. I'll say that. Good I can't for really you. think of good for you. it for <laughs> you. Okay, good. But, like, I mean, like maybe like a deep dish pizza, you know? Okay. I, I could see. Like, it's it's okay. real big, you know? It's huge. Yeah. And like, that's, a, that's a good pizza. Okay. Get it. I can get that. But <laughs> if it's like a small, you know, you're going to Domino's or whatever, pick it up. <laughs> but it's up to you. It's really up to you.
0: I <laughs> like how Tommy's like, be a person pick it up <laughs> what are you
4: doing
0: I appreciate that because deep dish pizza can be almost kind of like a lasagna or something where you would you yeah. would you know a, f- a fork would be acceptable okay all right Ray what do you think fork knife pizza
3: um yeah even if it was a deep dish honestly just pick it up I mean <laughs> it's like, why would you do
4: it <laughs>
0: I like you, Ray. I, I like you. As, as a New Yorker and an Italian, people who eat pizza with a knife and a fork, I, I, I can't. Although I should let you answer, Sean, because you might be like, I do it all the time, but I'm assuming you've raised well, them right. Okay, here we go.
1: For the most part, I do, except the one exception is when you get the extremely thin crust and it's really, really hot. I'll do the first couple of bites with a fork and knife, and then okay. I'll pick it up to- the rest of it. But okay. I, w- I would say for the most part, I do pick it up and eat it.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I love that you would rather degrade yourself by eating the pizza with a knife and a fork than just wait like a minute and a half for it to <laughs> cool <down. laughs> You're like fuck that! It's time for pizza. I'm just eating it. Give me, I don't give me utensils. but I
1: got a big belly, so, and I get hungry, and it's like okay.
0: You know what? I'm not gonna pizza shame you. The 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 the, the chat. You know the chat and pizza. It's a whole love affair. So I, I I think that 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 the to eat pizza faster, may be the most <laughs> understandable rationale for knifing and forking it. So I I, th- I think we're okay. But all right, see you guys. I know I, I hit you hard, but you you handled yeah, it well. That was rough. I was wrong. Yeah. I, you know, if you need a minute, it's okay. You can just bond as a family. That's <laughs> fine. But so I want to get into because, you know, th- we we don't have to go back too far for, for, for two of the three of you. But talk to me about how each of you got into music in the first place. Because, um, you know, you've been playing long enough, Tommy and Ray, that like, this is clearly something that was baked in there. But like, Sean, I don't know if you want to start it out first, since you were technically the first one alive of the three of them. Since, you know. That's how it works and all, but uh, uh, sure. how'd you even get into it in the first place? And were you always a bass player? Because generally the answer <laughs> to that question is no.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, that's true in my case. I, st- I played bass um, as things kind of started morphing with me and the boys, I used to play, well, let me start out. I got into music, uh, my dad, he was, um, he was a big like Zeppelin and heart and uh, Jimi Hendrix cream okay. and all that. He was really into that. And um, he got me a guitar when I was really young. It was one from the Sears catalog. It was really bad. It was actually very discouraging. Yeah, but uh, so he was kind I was of my first going to say cool player. grandpa,
0: but yeah, the Sears guitar kind of dinged him a little bit there, but okay. All right. But he did yeah, buy you no, a guitar. Was, That's something.
1: He got me one and, I, and you know, he wasn't like, uh, um, he wasn't, you know, I don't want to see he was a bad guitar player, but he was all right. But So he didn't know, you know, if a sears right. guitar would be but so so it had really bad action it was so hard to play it, it discouraged yeah. me really
4: i didn't but, even um, know
0: sears sold guitars like i didn't yeah, even know that was yeah. a thing wow it was called
1: harmony it, in, my, in my day it was called harmony guitars and yeah i had this little gorilla amp Oh. and okay. when he first got it for me i was really really into eddie van halen and okay. um I didn't even know what distortion was on a guitar, you know. I okay, and I I'd, I'd play it, and I'd be like, "How come it doesn't sound how uh, <laughs> how EVH sounds at all?" You know, and I just didn't like I, and I had no friends that were into the electric guitar, so. Okay. And I guess my dad didn't know either, but anyway, he got me in a guitar. He showed me like uh, the first part of Stairway to Heaven when I was a kid, and <laughs> just
4: the first part,
1: though. Okay, <laughs> just a little acoustic intro because he yeah, had an sure. acoustic. Yeah, He Showed me that, and uh, and it just went from there. And I, I took on a lot of my dad's influences. I love to this day, and I still listen to all that seventies mm-hmm. hard rock, pre-metal kind of uh, music. Yeah, why I just, not? I love all of that stuff. Oh, like a lot. Um, and then, uh, later he got me a nicer guitar and, um, I joined a high school band. We were, uh, by that time I was into thrash metal, uh, Metallica and Megadeth and all of that kind of stuff. We played progressive. We play kind of progressive thrash metal.
4: Oh, Uh, I quit the
1: band, I quit the band, but they went on and they had an album, uh, they're called Immortal Cringe, if anyone... But they, they're they not together any longer. Um, but, um, but, yeah, it was, like, really complicated uh, thrash metal. It became, it became even more complicated because some of me and my friends went to college for classical guitar. Uh, oh, so I cool. studied classical guitar for a few years.
4: Okay. Uh,
1: along with computer science, I had, like, two things. Um, and then... Uh, and then you know I started ha- uh, having my children, and I played less and less for many, many years. But then I ended up getting uh, oh, the Tommy guilt. guitar. <laughs>
0: the guilt. Now I'm going to go ahead and assume I'm, I'm going to assume it was not a Sears guitar that you bought for Tommy because you know you're breaking oh, generational yeah. curses. So
1: <laughs> okay. No, I knew All better. Right. I knew much better. I got him a uh, well. At first, he was playing this Ibanez guitar I had, and then I For a minute, got I him. thought you were going to
0: say, like, Macy's or something. And I was like,
1: Step up,
2: yeah. Well, guitar, yeah. <laughs> he had this really cool Ibanez. Uh, huh. It was, like, it was <laughs> green. And that was what i play on first. Uh, I think Ibanezes are awesome. I cannot play on them. It's just me, personally, huh. I just I just play that well on them. The neck is different than what I'm used to. I actually play EVH guitars. They're called Wolfgangs. Those have the perfect neck. I've never played anything that fit me better. So uh, I have like... Talk
0: to me about that with the neck though. Is it like a length issue? Is it like, what's the... Yeah, like, uh,
2: well, for me, it was always too, uh, it was like too long, too girthy. Uh, Okay. Too too long. Yeah, 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 this way, it was too long. So when I, it was hard for me to reach and like play scales even play like when i was very first beginning i was a mm. little discouraged because i tried to play just power chords and okay. uh i couldn't even do that it was, it was very hard so we went to guitar center where we used to live to check out uh guitars that i could like and i played at the time in evh wolfgang standard it was black i still have it because it's awesome mm. and mm. we it is it's awesome it is. we uh i put it <laughs> i'm not online. disagreeing with you I put it on. uh, I played it. I just thought this I This is really comfortable. But Mm. I was young, so a couple others kind of caught my eye because they look cool. So we talked about it. We talked about it. But I was like that that guitar. I've never played any like better on anything. And I I didn't Mm. really know a lot, but just that that very few things I knew. Yeah, it just felt way better. So we went there. We bought it. And yeah, that's when I really got into it because I had a real guitar. And uh, oh, yeah. he showed me Judas Priest breaking the law. He showed me how to play that. Uh, and after I learned, yeah, after I learned part of that, I was like, yeah, I want to play all the time. This rocks. Okay. This rocks.
0: So like, how old were you about when that was happening?
2: So I was in like seventh grade. So I had to be like, oh,
0: okay. So like 12, 13. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, yeah, 13, well, I mean, the very first thing that even got me into music before even being wanting to play music was my dad actually i used to i was in my room listening to some of the music i used to listen to all the time before i really got into other stuff okay and like it was weird it was like just just out of nowhere i i just like wanted to ask my dad i was like do you have any song recommendations like i'd never asked him that he always showed us music but i'd never actually just been like can you recommend a song to me? yeah so yeah i think it was like a Pink Floyd song or a Led Zeppelin song. I can't really remember. Okay. But it started I thought, you off wow, right, though. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Wow, this is just the coolest thing ever. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. So I think it was a Pink Floyd song because I always had this acoustic guitar. He tried to get me into classical guitar, guitar when I was younger, but I wasn't, okay. ha- you know, then I was a kid. I didn't want to do it, you know, just honestly. Yeah, yeah. But, you know... My dad knew I really liked this Pink Floyd song, Wish You Were Here. So he kind of enticed me to give it a try. He was like, I can show you how to play it if you want. Yeah, I can show you how to play it.
0: but That's so smart because you sit a kid down... With like basic charts and you try to teach them basic chords and all this, and it's not going to mean anything. You don't want to play Twinkle Twinkle. You want to play Wish You Were Here, right? So I think that's a that's a good gateway to get them nicely done, Sean. Very smart. So okay, (laughs) and then once once you got that started,
2: the bug. I I played that. It was awesome. He gave me the electric because I wanted to try an electric. Yada yada. We went to the store. All that ties in. Yeah, Uh, yeah. But it was uh it was really cool that's that's what got me into it. it was my dad so like how he said his dad got him into it well my dad got me
0: oh so. look at that see but so now i'm curious tommy you said the stuff you used to listen to before what was the stuff you used to listen to before do you want oh, okay. it you don't even do you am i am i outing oh, yeah. you if you don't want to say it you know no. if it, if it, it used was to like be you
2: really know. embarrassing for me but i don't care anymore i've grown Good past that oh uh, when, I, when I was younger I I liked a lot like there's this band called Al City. They made that freaking flyer. Oh yeah, the Firefly
0: song. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really
2: just I love them for whatever reason. I really just love them. I listen to them all the time. But my friends at school they were like, "Oh, you should listen to this band called like." And these these guys were kind of harder. They're called like Falling in Reverse. They're like uh, a harder. They're, they're they're definitely like rock to metal, definitely. Oh, okay, yeah, but, I know the well, name, I,
0: but I don't think I know any of the songs. Okay.
2: They're okay. Uh, I kind of grew out of them, but I don't hate them or anything. But I, I listened That's to like- them, and they were, you know, me and my friends, we all got into that. So I used to listen to, they call it like emo music kind of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, like
2: um, Pierce the Veil and like Black Veil Brides. Uh, I kind of like, I I never really fully loved it, uh like even okay. to myself when i was younger i but know like, what
0: you mean if your friends all listen to it and yeah
2: so i was i just did it too and uh there's definitely stuff i appreciate about this band still because in a way they were even my introduction before my actual introduction into what i like because they had cool guitar you know playing and they had awesome yeah, riffs and stuff like yeah that.
4: yeah
2: uh I also had the biggest – this is the embarrassing thing. I had the biggest okay. <laughs> obsession with The Nightmare Before Christmas when I was, what like, in this? sixth grade. I love that movie. Like, That's loved not
0: embarrassing. It, loved it. That's a, cause isn't that wow. about Danny Elfman? That's Danny Elfman, right? Yeah, Danny Elfman
2: rocks. Yeah. Oh, it's a great movie. It, still. Yeah. I, though, I really loved it. I I dressed okay. up as So I got the costume for Halloween, and I dressed okay. up as him. I kept wearing because I was like, "This is awesome." I kept wearing it. I would. You you were
0: a cosplayer, okay? There is an there is an official <laughs> cool name for that now. It's not just I wore my <laughs> Halloween costume all year. You're a cosplayer, okay? So it's cooler it's than it sounds. Good. People, trust me.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, but I I loved that. Like I made me like I'd sing it all the time. All those songs, especially like the Jack Skellington ones. I love the characters. Yeah, so I would yeah. sing his songs all the time. I learned all of them. And that was yeah. So that was basically what I would just listen to before.
0: You know what uh, though? All that's right. not that's not that far off in some ways from Dio, really. If you think about it, <laughs> like the level of drama <laughs> and makeup yeah. in some instances, you know, it's sort of like a kiss, whatever. I think you you had you had the the leanings, but okay. So nightmare. I didn't know what you were going to say, but it could have been a lot less cool than that, Tommy. Don't worry, yeah. I'm not judging. You. <laughs> okay, so you so you 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 started off in a slightly different direction and then you know dad dad plopped you on a path and then i know we're going to talk more about influences in a bit but because poor ray is probably sitting there dreading the next moment do you <laughs> do you want to get into you and the drums or or do you want uh, dad to, to say that or whatever i'm we're, we're just we're being ray and i bonded before we started over being introverted and and so you know i'm, I'm not going to poke ray too much but uh pipe up as he wants Uh, what do you think sure
3: Uh, well um when i first started drums was like uh, it was a while ago now i was like in the fourth grade um and so i'd been um for a little bit uh i'd been trying to learn guitar with tommy um but like i never really got into it so um uh so then i dropped it and then like um, almost a year later, uh, my dad asked me uh, if I would want a drum kit, and I, at the time, I didn't even know what that was. So I was like, <laughs>
4: yeah. "Like, sure."
3: And then, um, <laughs> so but when he got it for me, it was it was this little PDP kit, and um, okay, when I first started playing, I really, I just really enjoyed it because it was yeah. like, it was like, it was a lot, um, it was a lot freer than like the guitar for me because it just felt better than like uh putting my uh fingers on the strings and like having yeah. to like shape my fingers in all these different yeah. ways. You just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so then uh, um then uh let me think
0: so you so you were like nine ish at that point, nine ten somewhere in there when you started yeah, the drums? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow.
3: Yeah. Really? So I didn't really know much, but I would be, um, so we had it cause we had it set up in like the living room area, but I'd be there on there all the time, just like hitting <laughs> random stuff. And, um, Sean, Sean that was then, a bit yeah, of a fail
0: it. in terms of placement, Sean, putting the drum kit right in the living room. Like that's, we're trying to watch TV. We're trying to eat dinner. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. So, all right. So you, you were on it all the time. Did you at some point move the kit to a, another room. Yeah, eventually know? we okay. had
3: the we moved it to like um where did we move it like to like the basement?
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, well, cool. I, I think when we moved to this house, at first we had an open basement, um, and we moved it. We had no, a- no, no.
2: Very first, okay. I
1: remember <laughs> when we first
2: moved, it, we moved it up to where my room actually is now oh, upstairs. Yeah. We had a little band room where we finally set up uh, his his drums, a nice area for it. We yeah. Had, uh, my wife in there, and one of my guitars, and we practiced. Uh, we'd play ACDCs. You shook me all night long. Oh all yeah. The time because we went to the same. We went. We started going to a guitar. Uh, not a guitar school. Music school. I was to uh, say, was it
0: like a school of rock or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: No. No. Uh, we uh, we looked at school of rock before, but like when we moved, we weren't even close to one. And. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, when we moved out here, there was this, like, local local place, too. I, uh, I'm having trouble remembering the name. But we went there, and uh, I met a guitar instructor I really liked for a while. And my brother, he got a, a drum a drum teacher. And they, like, conspired together So uh, and, like, talked. And uh, talked with my dad, too. And we're like, they mm. have the, we have this thing going up, a recital. Uh, you guys can play a song, you ah. know, if you practice together, you two can play a song together. And uh-huh. we uh, learned you, uh, you shook me all night long uh, as much as a two piece can. I mean, no, right. saying yeah. or yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did it as <laughs> best we could. And- instrumental
0: version. That's OK. <laughs> That's still,
4: hey, You know, just play.
2: <laughs> but I mean, I won't speak for Raymond, but me, that was amazing when we played there. That that's that was what made me want to play music for mm. sure. Like a lot of people. Yeah, So that what was, about um,
0: you, Ray? What you were that was for you too? That was a big uh
2: Yeah, that was uh that was great. That was one of
3: my um highlights of when I was really getting into uh, playing because like um uh, it practicing and stuff was always fun, but right. like before that it wasn't like um, you know, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't like look like look forward to it as much. I would like oh, okay. I play it and have fun, but I wouldn't like you know I wouldn't like be like super into it. Waiting, it, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But when I actually got out there uh, and we played the song and everything, that was that was a lot more fun to me because it was mm. like it was both me and Tommy, and it was like we we're yeah. playing like an actual song like live and stuff. So. That's when I really got more into it, and See, I, uh, I,
0: I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I I always listen for that because people, not everyone loves playing out. Not everyone does. Sometimes people love; they'll they'll be in their room, they'll be in a rehearsal space. It's very chill. They like that, but getting on stage and performing, not so much. The people who get on stage and go. <gasps> more of that. I'm like, you're a musician forever now, dude. Like whether you want to be or not, because that, that moment where you go, this is what I want to do all the time. Like, <laughs> Not everybody reacts that way. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually, especially, you know, I'm, I'm glad for you too, Ray, because that like getting out in front of a bunch of people can be like, you know, but it sounds like it lit you up. So.
3: Yeah. Um, so I guess after that, um, so I, I played uh, – what am trying to say? Uh, oh, yeah. So I went to that lessons place for a couple more years. Okay. I, uh, and then after that, uh, for a while, I had uh, – I, I went through a few drum teachers because, like, I don't know, just, like, differing situations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh I had this one guy who came to my house and shown me some stuff and that was only for a little bit because like it the like there was like really hard time with the scheduling and stuff with him. Okay. So then eventually though, and um, this is where I think I started uh, getting the most practice in is um when I started going to there's this um, lessons place at my dad's work it was like um oh. because there's like levels and then on the bottom floor there was like this lessons place oh
4: okay. and there
3: i um um the uh sorry you i went i went there and um i got i took lessons from this uh guy he's actually he's the drummer from uh pathos and logos if you know
0: yeah, I know the name, okay, wow, okay, that's uh, so, so that was used- that was when you really started like regularly taking lessons, practicing, playing more, kind of getting into yeah the-
3: more consistently, okay stintly. yeah, so um, then I would uh practice like a lot more because I was going there weekly, and he yeah, every smart. week he'd give me stuff to do, and I'd like do that stuff like every week and yeah. um really practice for every coming week and um yeah so at know, what point what
0: did you guys to start decide to start playing together officially like how did was that I... like a you know was that that was that you dad or was it who who kind of said hey you know That's geez right. we have <laughs> we have drums and bass and guitar and vocals like we're we're good here so
1: well, I was, I was initially playing guitar along with the guys and, uh, and I was like, you know, maybe I should just get a bass. And then, um, uh, so that Tommy can do, uh, the guitar and, and you could fill in with the bass. Uh, but there was this, uh, they had this July 4th competition in our town and, uh, I think, I forgot who sent it to me, but somebody sent it to me and I was like, Oh, Hey, we should take a couple of the songs with that. We've been working on.
4: Yeah.
1: Cause it was like, you have to play two original songs. Right. Is that what it yeah. was? Yeah. Okay. So when we first started playing though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't when really remember first, how it all kind of came. He's <laughs> like, <Together>. I
0: do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it
2: was because, um, I forget how you, f- you just told us one day, I don't know how you figured it out, but you were like, Mishawaka, which is like a, I'm pretty sure it's a bar. Uh, Mishawaka does open mic. Nights. And, okay. uh, and you know, it would be a good place. Cause we had, we had started playing together a little bit before then. I don't think, and I think it actually was because of the thing I said when we were doing, uh, you know, we shook you all night long. My brother yeah, and I yeah. we were we playing a lot more together. And my dad noticed, and I think it kind of just formed that way. Just like he noticed, okay. you know, why don't we just why don't we play together? You know, we all like yeah. playing together. I'd yeah. play guitar with my dad for practice. My brother would practice his drums. You know, so we all just were like, let's just do something why together. Not? Yeah, out of Mishawaka yeah. Open Mic night, night, and then uh, we went. It was like a Thursday school night, but it was worth it. It was so worth <laughs> it. We went out there and uh, we played. Um because we've always had optimism and evil, uh, love have to be our oldest songs. And we played those two at Mishawaka pretty often. That was like kind of the two songs we kind of just had to mess around with mainly. Okay.
0: Okay. And then, so then at that point you guys had played together a little bit and then there was this July 4th thing that you went to. Okay.
4: Yeah. We,
1: uh, uh, we signed up for it and, um, um, we actually won. We won the competition. Wow. Uh we, we played both songs that Tommy wrote, uh okay. Pure Evil and Evil Love.
4: Okay.
1: Um, and yeah, they they won and 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 so then I think everybody got the bug to start trying to maybe... Well,
0: yeah, that that's kind of a sign, I think, that maybe you should keep doing this. If you go and you, like, it didn't sound like you'd been playing together all that long and then you just win the whole thing. Like, that's, I think that's a good moment to be like, maybe we've got something here. So, yeah, okay, you know yeah. what? Before we get even further into anything, since we just mentioned it, and as you know, in the chat, people are clamoring for song, we are going to play Pure Evil, today not that that's the name of the song people we're not going to actually play pure. so why don't you guys tell me a little something about pure evil before we roll it and then we can come back and talk about it a little bit more
2: I wrote that song uh, because I love thrash metal as my favorite metal genre uh, it's not necessarily I mean some people could argue it's not necessarily like a thrash song you know and I, I even see it's kind of more like you know a newer uh not newer metal early but like metal. early metal sorry early metal song. right right uh, but when i was young uh yeah i live well, says the 20 year young, old
0: I, but yeah go- okay. <laughs> when you were <laughs> when even younger, younger yes
2: <laughs> i really loved uh like metallica whole lot, and i still do but like a lot yeah and yeah. uh and i kind of was like i want to make a song like that so i kind of was i just messed around for like probably a couple mm-hmm. hours Mm -hmm. i made up like the opening riff for it and uh you know i uh eventually i put lyrics to it it's uh it's basically just a guy um who's born in a cult can't really escape
4: it's Mm -hmm. kind of the
2: whole, whole thing i just thought that'd be cool i was like you know that's that's some that's some cool lyrics boom (laughs) Made the song.
0: (laughs) Done. No, guys, listen. This is a cool video for a cool song. You're going to enjoy this one if you haven't seen it already. So, this is Forebodings with Pure Evil. It's cool that you mentioned Metallica because when I first heard this song I was like I'm getting Enter Sandman vibes I'm getting Metallica I'm getting that whole feel and what's cool too is that you you clearly have strong influences but you're not biting those styles you're just kind of referencing them a little bit I heard a little Sabbath in there like I heard I mean and I mean this in the best way I've been heard on the vocals. I heard a little like, but like a cooler version of Billy Idol. I don't even know if they know who that is, Sean, but you can explain it later oh. if they don't. <laughs> but like, Billy it's I- all like, that's raw and intense and whatever. And so I, I really, I, 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 I love the song. And then when I saw the video, I was like, Okay. The like the, the was a stable diffusion or whatever. Like that's just that's so cool with the the monks and the morphing and the robes and whatever. So like when when you guys started working together, because I know Sean, you and, and um Tommy both do some writing. You don't write, Ray, or you do? You do? Uh
3: no, I haven't written a song. Okay, yet.
0: that's okay. <laughs> but so I mean, how does that um so are you guys just writing separately? Do you sit down and you you know, work together? Are you, it's whoever comes up with the song comes up with the song? Because I know obviously you said that, Tommy, you just, you kind of banged that one out because you basically just wanted to. (laughs) So, okay. So talk talk a little bit about the songwriting process before we get more into the songs.
1: Sure. Uh, Like, well, I think, well, like for that one, Tommy had the main idea, um, the main, um, the main thing, and he brought it, to me and i was like oh yeah that sounds cool and uh like i just said i think right here we should add this one we do this one little like harmonized guitar or bass yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah, it's like that yeah I was like, that would kind of spice <laughs> I it. I like up the a diddle, diddle,
0: diddle, 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 But yeah, I know. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Guys, you
0: heard it. He just nailed it right there. It's like it's like listening to it all over again. It's
1: very
0: Wayne's world. Anywho, okay. um,
1: and, then, and then I had a song called Avalanche 2. And I was like, I was, uh, we were, I think we were all sitting together and. Um, and I was like, it needs something else in here, though. I had the bass parts. And Tommy suggested a little addition inside of that one. So I think we maybe start out like each of us have an idea. And okay. even Raymond has, a, Raymond has a drum idea that we haven't got to yet that okay. he wants us to try to, to work in um, some okay. riffs. Um, but I think for me and Tommy, it's been like, hey, I got this. And I may or may not add like his song, Evil Love. That's a hundred percent. I didn't add anything to it. I just okay. did the bass part, and obviously Raymond always just comes up with the drums for sure. everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so okay. we start separate, we collaborate and add this gotcha. or that. Okay, so
2: I, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's more. Well, yeah. Like it is. It's always a collab. It ends up being you always collaborate because even in our stuff that we have that is done, mm-hmm. then that, that maybe only I worked on, like the one the sinner you totally did that uh but we add our own things to it no matter what sure. uh ra- like yeah. raymond raymond always adds i mean it's not easy to just create drums you know so it's always like we someone will have an idea and sometimes it is lyrics first sometimes it's a riff first. okay i was wondering okay but it's just like you always have it's like you just you think of something that could work you kind of and i think how we do it is we kind of run it by ourselves to see if this could come out to fruition if it could be a full song and then once Mm -hmm. we kind of have a good idea we bring it to everyone like well hey here's a song idea i had because you know we've all i'm I'm sure we've all tried to make stuff like, yeah that's not great so it's kind of like you got to give yourself a bit of a trial to see if it really is something you're interested in before you kind of like collaborate in a group effort, but it definitely is. I mean, all of them, even if someone had the original idea and the whole layout for it without the other person uh, that, you know, their addition is special. So that's what I, I
0: love that. No, I love that. And, and I hear that in the music, you know, like I, I, I would venture to say Ray at this point that you have a kind of a signature sound already that you're developing, you know? And I, I think one of the things and, and part of it is because I'm married to a drummer. So I'm much more, mindful of the rhythm section than I think some singers can be, but like, if you are not holding it down on bass and drums, everything else is just going to fall apart. Like it's just, there's no foundation to the house at that point. And if you're up and you're moving, as I've said a million times on this show, it's because of the rhythm section. Right. And so one of the hardest things I think to do on drums is actually hold it down and be steady. You know, people think it's all about the big fills and flashy and whatever. And yeah, that matters and it's cool and whatever. But if you cannot just hang on a beat and stay on tempo and do what you need to do, it's going to, everything else is going to collapse around it. So I, I can hear that, you know, that's a drum style. And it didn't sound like something where one of you, you know, Sean or Tommy were like, okay, Ray, do this on the drums. It's like, I, and I, and I love that. Or, you know, like, okay, you know, you're not necessarily writing bass parts for your dad, Tommy or guitar. I I don't get the sense that anybody writes Tommy's guitar (laughs) for him. I think Tommy, you're just, you're just, you know, you we're we're definitely like looking at, I, I mean, even your influences being, and I hate to mom you this way, but being as young as you are, you know, that you're a Zappa fan, right?
2: Oh, I love Frank Zappa. Yeah, right, so I love Zappa,
0: Zappa, EVH, but you also, like, um, who is it from Chicago? Uh, Terry Kath? Like, you have yeah. all these influences who are, like, they're not people you would expect necessarily someone your age to be gravitating towards. Like, okay, Eddie Van Halen, fine. Like, I think that's a timeless favorite, whatever. But, like, a Jason Becker? Like, a, like these sort of esoteric <gasps> people that – but I mean, like, and and I and I, I it's it's very cool to watch two guys who are so young. I mean, now you know, you guys have basically playing for half your lives already, which is funny to me since you're so young. But like, the the way that you guys play and the sounds that you guys go for and get are much more Sean. I mean, you feel me here, right? As a, as a fellow ancient, like, you know, we're not <laughs> twenty no, we're- or whatever, like. You know that the the that the, the influence us influences are much more interesting you know they're much more like these are classic people these are these are you know these are guitar gods these are drum guys. Go- and, and I don't know ray who you who who are you kind of before we get back into that who are you really like who do you love on drums anybody that you really uh, my are you favorite like a Neil drummer, pert um, a, yes,
3: Neil Peart will always be my favorite drummer because okay. he uh um he's just amazing. He's like yeah. he um in just so many ways too. It's not just like one thing he has down. It's many. He um yeah. he has uh he can do different styles. He can do different mm. um different like um uh different um uh, what am i thinking of?
0: Yeah, but he is he's very uh-huh. versatile, right? I hear what you're saying. He, like he, he does different styles. He, um, yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, just, super good at one thing he's right. really good at multiple things
0: yeah. yeah 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 no I and and I and I love that because it's you know I I could have expected coming into a family band where you know two-thirds of you guys are you know not even like 21 yet that the music would have been in a different direction or you know something more current, whatever the hell that even is anymore. I don't even really know. All I listen to is indie music these days, but you know, or that it could have been dad's music that he was trying to get you guys to do. And the problem with that is like, you know, because you guys are musicians in your DNA, right? If you don't feel it, if you're not passionate about it, if that's not what you want to do, it's going to fall flat, right? But so I'm listening through forebodings and I'm going, these guys are how old, right? Because it sounds like a band that maybe, you know, I mean, had any of us been alive in the 70s to like go to a bar or whatever, like that you could have gone and been like, holy shit, these, you know what I mean? And I love that about you guys, that it's authentic, even though the music is way older (laughs) than the two of you, but you seem to really feel it. You know, and, and, and I love that because it, it lends such a, it, it's a little bit of cognitive dissonance to see guys your age playing music like that, you know, that, that does sound like a, okay, Metallica fine, but like, like more of a Sabbath or, you know, I mean, and, and I was hearing Floyd, I was here, you know, and I'm just like, what the fuck, you know, but I love that so much. So, I mean, w- when you're writing, is that, you know, cause the songs aren't all the same, either it's not like you have one thing that you do and you do it over and over again and you do it really well but it's one thing they're all they all have a feel but they're they're different so where does that come from in terms of like and it's funny that you said that tommy about like you know is it thrash metal is it not thrash metal because like the metal community we know, and I promise there's a question coming here, but like the, the metal community we know is like very big on subgenre and sub genre and sub 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 subgenre, and like nobody even knows what the hell kind of metal they are half the time. From when I'm like I'll interview a shovel monster or whatever, and they'll be like, "What genre are you?" He's like, "I don't fucking know." He's like, I'm, "We're metal." Like I we're yeah. just we're metal. Like we <laughs> we're groove metal or we're this metal that whatever, but it, it doesn't really matter. But like, do you guys set out to write a kind of like, do you set out to write, I mean, I know you said for that one, a thrash metal or whatever, or is it kind of, you get a riff, you get a lyric, and then what's kind of the, how long does it take you to settle into what genre kind of sound you're going to do for each thing?
1: Well, I don't I told think you there was we, a question.
4: Uh, yeah,
1: no, yeah. <laughs> I promise. I, I, don't, I don't consider us a metal band, actually. Like, we're, I, no. I say we're, we're more heavy rock um but, but you kind have of like elements activity. of different
0: things you got sludge
1: <laughs> yeah, doom yeah, sure. you got
0: garage rock you got all kinds 70s you got all that yeah no i feel i yeah. wouldn't call you metal band either but like what i'm saying is like given that you don't land in just one thing how do you figure out what that song is going to sound like when you're starting it
1: uh oof, I, that's a good <laughs> question because we like we have one song and i don't know if you've you might not have heard it because i don't know if we have it up but we play it live all the time it's an instrumental and it, it's called optimism, and it's almost kind of like no. a jam band song. Okay, it's, it's, no, that
0: one I actually I didn't see. So no, that one I didn't see. I know that Tommy mentioned funky. it earlier. It's
1: yeah, it's a little funk. Yeah, it has it has this weird kind of funk to it, and it's and then okay. we have another instrumental that's more kind of Black Sabbathy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and then so I I don't know, like stuff just comes that, to us.
0: Is that hell right or?
1: The Black Uh. Sabbathy one's the instrumental called um, a Saturn's Moon, I think.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about Uh, that too because that's got a whole cool concept and everything. But 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 so okay. But so so, so say like because let's go back to Pure Evil a little bit since we played it. So you know, Tommy, you you said for that one you really kind of did intend you wanted to write something thrash metal, e right? Okay. But then,
2: yeah. Yeah. So like. Yeah. Talk to I me about like it, it. It's like when we write our stuff, uh, I don't think necessarily, I think, you know, for the most part, it's kind of like you identify maybe a lick you make with sort of that genre, is what I'd say. Because, okay. like, yeah. When I did Evil Love, I wrote that one. That's one of the first, that's the first song I ever wrote. Uh, oh, no. That kidding. One, okay. okay. That one is, uh, definitely like when i heard it i was like this is like a hard rock creamish type oh know, my god i this. was just
0: going to say that that's the sunshine of your love song right totally I, 100% Ah, uh, yeah
2: uh i love i, I mean, love like it, i love so much i heard music. it i heard it mm-hmm. <laughs> i love so much music that i feel like and i think all of us do not just me just all of us that I mean why it sounds so different is just you know we have an idea in our head and we can identify it with something we like and there's a lot of yeah. stuff we like so you can just put it yeah. on hey maybe let's do a slower song you know with this or hey let's what if we sped this up it's kind of more yeah. like we get a good thing that comes to us and we um expand upon it and then it falls into like that that genre sure. area.
0: Well but see what's cool about that though is well I mean there are a lot of cool things about that but in terms of genre is that because you're not restricting yourselves to one genre, you're not saying we're a this band, you know, even metal. You can't say that. You can't say we're a metal band because, I mean, it's so funny that I'm, I'm at a point in my musical life where I'm saying this because, you know, seven, well, no, t- now 10, whatever months ago, I was not really listening to much metal at all. And now I'm like, well, but when you say metal,
4: <laughs> are you a <laughs> metal band?
0: Are you a black metal band? Are you, a, are you, you know, and like, and, Beca- and, and the thing is, for I don't know that any of that matters at all in the real world, right? Because it's like if you like something, you like it, and it doesn't matter what genre it is. But yeah. for, for somebody like me where I'm getting more familiar with the subgenres of a genre like metal, when I say, okay, you know, if, if you're telling me it's a death metal band, there are certain things I'm going to expect to hear and not expect to hear. You know, if you're telling me it's a, it's a groove metal band, I'm going to be listening for the, for the percussion, you know, and I'm going to be listening for the rhythm section. I'm going to be listening for that sort of slightly funkier vibe or whatever, you know, or symphonic metal. Where are my strings? But like you guys are saying, okay, I have an idea. This is kind of where I think it's going to go and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it's actually thrash metal, even if that's what I set out to do. I just, this is the song. This is the riff. This is where it goes. And that, I think, is so wise because you don't limit yourselves musically, you know. And, and I, I, I didn't even realize that, that genre and subgenre were such a thing that people would go, well, you can't do that in this song. You're a doom metal band. <laughs> And I was like, well, so what, the metal police are going to show up? And, like, what, the, who, you, what do you mean you can't do that, you know? But, like, it's almost like you're not authentic or legit or you're not, you know. I mean, it's not like you're coming out and, yeah. you know, Justin Bieber is singing it or whatever. Like, it's still a metal song. No. So, really, who cares? They're like, so one so, thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you No, go no,
0: I, <clears throat> no, no, no. I want to hear what you I think we have a little delay. I, so I was just going to make I'll
1: a comment, comment on the – so, metal fans, and I was a big metal head when I was young. I still like all the stuff that I liked from my youth, and and a few mm-hmm. newer things, uh, not a ton of newer metal, but some. Mm-hmm. Um, Metalheads can be so rigid in their thinking, and i um, hearing,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. And I, the genre, the subgenre thing, kind of started around my time because I remember first talking about thrash metal versus death metal, mm-hmm. but its it sense has just gone in a way that I I don't even know. <laughs> What it, most of them are, um, <laughs> and uh, and um, oh, what was my point is it was just that like you were touching on all all the like you can't do that and this and yeah like me and my my group of friends when we were young we were real rigid thinkers too and it came to metal and it was like mm. there's all these things and um that you can or you don't want to be a poser right that was like the worst thing <laughs> is to be a poser. <laughs> so things Pain that worse
0: can, than death like, yeah
1: <laughs> like the hair metal bands was and this isn't right yeah. i'm not saying this is right but in my group if you did hair metal you're you know yeah, that's poser stuff and and uh also and why i always ask about drums uh programming <clears throat> drums unless you're in an industrial band was considered real super lame or triggering them and uh, there's all these rules yeah 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 yeah, the rules yeah it's taken me a while but i've gotten past you know i i uh, actually mapped some of the drums and some of our songs um but but i'm always curious to know what people what other people think that's why i always ask about it in the chat Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm just curious like yeah
0: no and i love that you'll always ask does anybody else hear this yeah 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 i love that though
2: i think uh for the like subgenre case stuff like that i think really like you know if you're labeled into that it's cool it's like whatever like if you want to be a stoner metal band you should definitely right. go be that like that yeah, right. totally but right. i think you should also uh, not just you know anyone this goes to anyone you should always try to think of new unique ways to to put it to, to like Mm. maybe combine a genre with something, do something weird. I, that's, I I've been trying to do that for a while. I like, you know, mix something weird together. That's what I think would be just the coolest, that's the coolest music to me is when it's like, who cares about if this fits into what you should just try and make something that when you listen right. to it, it's, it's awesome. It's cool. And you can, right. there's so much stuff you can take that people have take that have made it like in the past. I mean, bands like Pink Floyd, I mean, they even like what, do you, what we were just talking about in industry metal. Right. Um, yeah that pink floyd helped influence that you know they use clocks they use actual sounds of stuff inside their oh, music industrial, yeah. Yeah, yeah industrial sorry yeah. yeah it's like you you should you should see, there's things you can take from that you wouldn't expect is mm-hmm. what i would say no and and yeah. i think
0: you're absolutely right it's because if you you know if you have five things from five genres and they're all pleasing to the ear and you can make those five things work together then it's like five times as pleasing to the ear, right? Like, why wouldn't you do that? It's just, well, you know, and, and again, we do end up having conversations like this one a fair bit on the show about, you know, some some people really do like the structure of a genre. And again, as you said, Tommy, like, cool, that's cool. Like, if, if it's a choice that you're making to be, you know, like, what rather than being like a general practitioner doctor, you want to be a specialist, you want to be a surgeon, and right. then that's the thing that you do go do that and enjoy that and love that and just like play the hell out of that. Great. But if you feel it, like the example I always give, and it's such a stupid example, but it's the one that I think is most striking to me. And I, I don't think Ray and Tommy, you guys are going to know what the hell I'm talking about, but you might Sean. When, when Garth Brooks, you know, the country Garth Brooks, you know, he was the God of country, yeah. whatever. And Garth Brooks decided he wanted to basically make like an alt rock album. Okay. And so he had this alter ego that he made named Chris Gaines and he had black, you know, he had like that, that hair that everybody had for a while where Mm -hmm. it was just, it looked like it was trying to escape your head and over your face and, you know, the, the, the guy liner and like the dark, you know, black clothes and whatever. And he did this song that was neither country nor alt rock, <laughs> which was kind of funny <laughs> after all of that called lost in you. It was a beautiful ballad. And it was like, he couldn't do it as Garth Brooks because if he did it as Garth Brooks, he was like breaking the country law, you know, it was like you couldn't. Yeah. And I just felt so bad for the dude. Cause I was like, dude, just fucking make your music. Like who can, you're one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah. Like I do what you does. want. Yeah. That's yeah. it but it's like and that kind of thing I think is ridiculous like why do you have to create an entire other persona to make a different kind of music than the music that you usually make yeah. it doesn't make any it seems sense silly. And- It it is silly. It's ridiculous, and I mean it was also stupid because everybody knew it was him anyway. So what the hell was the point? You know,
4: (laughs) country fans
0: were like, "Okay, Garth has lost his mind," and then and then all the non-country fans were like, "Oh, it's that country guy," you know, and he's like, it was like a Scooby Doo episode. It's like we know who you really are. So it didn't work. But like that, I think that's the only reason something like that comes out is because of genre. Like what yeah. other reason would there be to do that unless he literally just did have some sort of like a a little breakdown or whatever and wanted to be a whole other person. But like you guys are you – are not, you're not strapped in by any of that because I'm going through and I'm listening to, you know, the Secrets and I'm listening to Saturn's Moon and I'm listening to Avalanche Tomb and I'm listening to Pure Evil and I'm listening to all these and I'm going – these are not the same song. I I do have bands that are like this, you know, we make this kind of music and this is, you know, and the songs right. will be somewhat different, but they're all in that lane. And you guys were not right. at all. And, and I love that you, you know, I think some of that is down to what we've been talking about in terms of influences, you know, cause if you've got Floyd and you've got priest and you've got Danzig and then you've got, you know what I mean? Like you're all over the place and you're, Yeah, it's not wildly different. You're not listening to like Britney Spears in there or whatever, but like (laughs) it's, it's, if you're, if you have a discerning ear, you can obviously tell the difference among those. So, like to get back into like the specific songs a little bit more, we talked about Saturn's moon like just for a second. Like, why don't we come back to that? Because where did that whole, like, obviously I know it was, it was the, 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 like the orbiter and, and you had like an actual, but who was super into this? NASA, you know, Cassini voyage, like okay, that was dad. All right, so talk talk to me and tell everybody a little bit about because you got you got like a whole there there was like a whole like storyline in there or whatever. I'm like, where, where did that come from? Where did that come from? So,
1: yeah, yeah. So, well, the idea actually isn't from any of that. It so we have uh, they have a, a a nephew, my grandson. Okay, he's level two autistic. Okay, and um, he, he's verbal people? and everything.
4: Yeah,
1: he's like a genius at memorizing things, and he got into the planets, and he would sit there and spit facts at me about planets, and 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 I've I, I and when I was younger, I had this small phase when I liked I liked the planets and stuff, and okay. I knew a little bit about. I knew a little bit about Titan Saturn's uh, biggest moon and Mm -hmm. scientists think that it might actually have an atmosphere to where uh, that could be inhabitable potentially. Mm. So, so it didn't come from that probe that went to uh, that went out. Um, That was an afterthought. So I wanted to make a, I just wanted to make a song for my grandson about Saturn's moon and i was gonna do lyrics but then he like totally lost interest and uh, (laughs) i'm serious like he'd be there like he'd throw facts at me you know because he'd read books and he read from a really early age Mm
2: -hmm. but
1: um and he'd tell me facts about saturn and saturn's moon titan and and all this stuff and i was like i'd be cool to make a a song about that and he lost interest and i continued (laughs) the thought and I just wanted to make an instrumental that was kind of, uh, uh, kind of uh, in uh, like in the kind of Black Sabbath ish. Yeah, with, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, uh, but I wanted to do it an in instrumental after he lost interest and, uh, <laughs> um, and one thing Tommy hasn't talked too much about is that um, uh, besides whatever we record, all of his guitar solos are always improvised
0: yeah yeah, so, yeah. no so, i was gonna get to that with the live stuff but yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah when we play live he never plays the same and he that's from frank Zappa. and tommy loves frank zappa and i'm not the biggest frank zappa fan actually so that was when it he a, got bit of an
0: acquired taste i would say but yeah that's okay. Well, it
1: depends he has songs that are amazing you know and and frank zappa was really into improv though oh um, yeah <laughs> there's oh, yeah. clips of him talking about it and He's an underrated guitarist too, but, um, mm-hmm. but, um, where was I going? Oh, Saturn's moon. So, so I did the Saturn's moon and I wanted it to be kind of like a, almost like a, a doom rock kind of a song.
4: Yeah, yeah. And
1: I I was going to make, I wanted to make a video for a live performance of it. And I was just searching. I always search for uh, free stuff, uh, stuff are uh, in the yeah, wiki sure. common so that I can reuse it. So I found that NASA thing,
2: yeah. Where they okay. they do the
1: probe and I thought, hey, I'll have us be in the middle of it, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, <so> then, <laughs> and then I'll have a dumb little story in Star Wars style. I uh, love the Star
0: Wars crawl. <laughs> I was like, okay, guys, just you're gonna go watch it. Obviously, after this, because now now you have to. But like, it is so funny that you know that. That that this well, I won't ruin it, but the the fact that you guys were were plopped in the that was I was laughing. I thought that was so funny. Like it's like ta da! <laughs> this is what it was all yeah. for. So no, I and I really, I mean, I well, first of all, just as a very quick aside, I would love for you to give a shout out because um, his mom, I think, has a a photography, right? Is that um, oh yeah does, yeah my uh, yeah.
1: sons. My, my daughter, uh, she's... Okay, I wasn't uh, sure if it was
0: your daughter or your daughter-in-law, but she she does a very yeah. cool thing, guys. Now, I will just very quickly preface this by saying, you know, I mean, Greg's autistic, I'm autistic, like our kids are, you know, it's like we're, we're you know, big fans of being autistic around here because we kind of don't have a choice <laughs> anyway, but like, but I mean, sure. this, I love this concept for this business and I would, it would mean a lot to me personally if you guys went and loved up her page, so why don't you... Just take a second, Sean, and tell everybody about this very cool project.
1: Yeah, so my daughter, um, she's done it a couple times already, but for free she takes pictures of um, children uh, for parents that um, have uh, kids with special needs, not just autism. um, Mm -hmm. Because I forgot Mm -hmm. the name of the – there was this other thing that's similar to autism that she took some pictures for. um, Um, Fragile X or – I don't remember i okay. we to. don't have to
0: go through a disability letter no, no, or whatever, but yeah, diagnosis, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fine it's a special spe- any kind of special needs um photography but,
4: needs. It and it isn't,
0: is it still it's it's like a pay what you can kind of thing right is that sort of the well,
1: okay. that's what she asked um, if like she she at our last uh show, she asked the other band she said, if you want me to take pictures of your show, uh you just pay what you can, and that yeah. helps. To yeah. cover the those with disabilities that um that can't afford it and right. um so she tries to just pay for her camera equipment and you know save sure. up for, for a yeah. new lens because lenses are super expensive oh my but God. it's called picturing
4: picturing and her, her name right. really
1: cool too picturing inclusion yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah So, guys, of, she's of, on
0: gosh, Facebook. Okay, so I want you to look up "picturing inclusion." I think there's an underscore in there somewhere, but I'm not entirely sure. And we'll make sure yeah. the link is is uh, is available too. But that is a business. That is well, not even a business because it's not making you any money. But that is a project that we want to support. Okay, so um, friends of the show, friends of mine, friends of forebodings. Um, there's a large overlap on the Venn diagram. There, go go love up Sean's daughter's business or you know project. Maybe Thank we you. could turn it into a business. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, but, so me. I love that. I love that 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 came out of um, Little Man's mm-hmm. at least temporary <laughs> space obsession. So you got a song out of it. But so t- was that was a decision to make that instrumental purely down to okay. Well, he's not jazzed by this particular topic anymore or did you just find that it it lent itself more because I got some Hendrix in that too I got some definite Hendrix out of that yeah I really did and I loved that there was no vocal on that because it first of all I know you said doomish but like I heard bluesy definitely in there like I heard bluesy then I heard rock I heard some metal bits. I definitely heard like are you experienced, Hendrix? I heard all that. You know, and 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 this the solo is pretty bluesy, Tommy, or am I high?
2: No, it uh, that's for sure. Is I was okay. I was playing a, I was going for a bluesy feel there. That yeah. was
0: definitely- but then then later you have that the other solo that I think is maybe more rock, like a little oh, more yeah. well, yeah.
2: I try to like, to start off slow, uh and kind of build up to playing more, you know, uh, faster, like, so I'm not like a shredder or anything, but uh, I I, I like to do that. I like to have it slow, kind of build up. I thought that'd be cool for the song fits with what we're doing, I feel.
0: Yeah. yeah, And so, Ray, for you, like, putting the drums together. Um, you know, because, you know, it's when you're, when you're putting a song together, sometimes you start with drums, right? Like, okay, we've like, here's our groove. This is what we're doing. But it sounds like for the most part, you're getting handed, you know, guitars, vocals, lyrics, whatever. And then you have to kind of go back and go, uh, and reverse engineering a drum part like that is not necessarily the easiest thing because it has to be your feel, but it has to be true to the song. So like, when they when they hand this shit to you like what do you do what you, are you like okay you know how do you figure out what you're gonna do if dad hasn't mapped it but i get the sense mostly it's you so like how what's your process there
3: um usually um so what we'll do is first they'll like kind of just play it for me a few times and then okay. i'll just like I'll just uh, listen to it, and then I'll like. Um, okay. I'll try and think, I'll try and think of like first, like you know, uh, like a rhythm or a beat to come up with first that will like that will match that thing. And then yeah. as I'm as I'm playing that, and we go more and more into the song, like uh, each like specific part. I think like um, if there's something I can add to like um, mm. this. Part of the song. Uh, so I start like with like a, a bass beat. So that way, like I have something to just play throughout the song. But sure. then as the more we play it, the um, the more I try and like add something, like I'll hear them do something and then be like, oh, well, when they do this, I can do this. Then.
0: Yeah, you add your flavor. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. No, I, 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 I like- feel like I saw a video of you at some point where you were being played something and just kind of sitting at the kit and maybe feeling out what you were going to do. I might be wrong about that, but I feel like I, I feel like I, I saw something like that where you're just kind of like, okay, you know, <laughs> here's Ray laying this down. So I mean, like, is that, is that, how is that for you? Because I mean, it seems like when you're writing drum parts, you're always writing it to something, except for this, this idea that you have that, that they're definitely going to make sure to make time for, because now they've mentioned it and I'm going to bully dad and Tommy into yeah. this, but like, But, like, for the most part, like, that. I mean, that's a really, I mean, difficult way to get into writing drums for songs, you know? It's like, because you do, you have to match feel and genre, and you have to listen to the lyrics and get what the, because the drums, people don't realize how much the drums signal the feel of a song. You know, cause like if you, if you have something that's supposed to be sort of doomy and heavy and then you're over there, it's like, it's, it's, it's not, it's not going to work, <laughs> yeah. right? So, yeah. Really. Sean, I can yeah. do it too. But I mean, it's so like, it, is that how, do you like doing that? Where you are kind of, you know, inventing around something that exists already or like, is it really hard or do you just like, that's what you've always done. So you're kind of like, yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's fine by me. <laughs>
3: I like it some, it can, uh, it depends. Um, I like because in a way it's, it's nice to already have like, um, okay. so they'll already have their part. Right. So then it's nice to be able to have something that like is just, um, already there for me to work off of sure, rather okay. than like, rather than like, um, trying to, um, um, trying to start with a drum beat and mm. then work off of that uh, because like with a drum beat like whatever you play it can go like a different, a lot of different ways like if you even if you just play a standard beat mm-hmm. um, that can like for the guitar and the bass that can go in a, a lot of different ways. They could do like anything to that. Well not mm. anything but like, right no um, but within
0: reason yeah sure i know what you mean
3: yeah yeah within reason you can do like uh almost anything with that but what's nice about like doing it afterwards is like so the guitar and bass are already somewhat figured it out so that mm-hmm. way i can um i can go in afterwards and uh, kind of just uh, play something that that fits that and knowing it having that it's this gonna be like this kind of rhythm in mind, I can add yeah. things, like, accordingly.
1: yeah, Yeah.
0: no, that's, add and it. I mean, like, w- yeah, go ahead, Sean.
1: I was just going to say, like, in, in uh, the song we listened to today, uh, when Tom and, he, and I are doing the scale riff together,
4: mm-hmm. when
1: he first played it, he would, he was probably just going like, you know, the typical, um, bass go ahead, snare. Go
0: ahead, do it, do but, it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now that i know uh, you
0: have that special uh, skill i'm gonna make you do that all the time. <laughs> but yeah you know, more of like a standard
1: there you go but he <laughs> drum, he started doing where his drums follow that line the toms so when yeah. we do that part I'll doodle, he's he doesn't do it right away but we do the first six notes and then he starts joining in and, and he's just and going builds that
0: urgency it. to he it that and in. i love that's like almost tribal so yeah exactly yeah yeah, no, I re and I I think like it, and I I was gonna ask because you mentioned optimism is almost more like a jam song, right? So like, how often do you guys just jam? Like, do you always sit down to work through something that one of you is writing has written, or do you guys just sit down and play and jam sometimes? And do you ever get songs out of that?
2: Um, we we I jam. Guess. No, I mean we've we've made a couple songs actually from jamming. Uh okay. I say it's a mix of both. Uh, some like if someone has a song idea, you know, we're gonna be like, All right, let's work on this, let's get this down. But sometimes, sure. you know, we'll be we'll like end a practice and be like, Let's jam for a bit. Yeah. And yeah. songs yeah. have spawned from that. I mean, typically we are we always are meeting up to practice probably what we already have. But okay. I mean at the end we always are just like, Oh, we've been playing, I wanna keep playing kinda, you know. So we just yeah, jam yeah. and uh, couple of songs respond spawned from that so uh yeah i okay. mean definitely
1: yeah actually okay. i think part of optimism that song i'll have to, i gotta get it up soon but um part of that i think kind of did come from a jam session and we we haven't been as much playing just because we used to just do a lot of just hey let's play some 12 bar blues oh yeah and, yeah and uh let's see where it goes and sometimes it like goes all over the place and crazy yeah Uh, Which is fun. I I love that. I love just messing around. Um, Well, I mean, then
0: that 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 creativity can launch a lot of stuff. So, but you you guys don't do that so much anymore. Not it's just like a time issue.
1: It's time. There's a few things. So my grandson, who is autistic, lives with us, and he has sound sensitivities.
0: Oh yeah, that's a big deal, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we have to. Lately, he's been better with it when we have our stuff in our garage, so we've been playing a little more. But this this year's the first time we got so many shows, um, yeah. so we have to kind of practice for the shows. Yeah, you
0: do. Yeah, you guys are busy. So oh, we I'm gonna have to hook you up with some. Uh- headphone and and uh and earbud recommendations for for little man too because that can we we've dealt with the sound sensitivity stuff before so i feel you on that some of that stuff can if he's willing to wear it will make a big difference like those noise cancelling headphones or whatever like yeah Yeah, but anyway but okay so you 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 there's that that's a big thing but yeah so i mean how do you balance that since you guys have so many gigs you need to be rehearsed for
1: well we were renting there's this place that has drums uh, they have drums and they have amps. You just bring your guitars, but oh, it, okay. it, it it's like 30 bucks for a,
0: I was going to say that adds up. Yeah.
1: It yeah. adds yeah. up. Yeah. And then we had all of our stuff at my mom's house, but she lives an hour away. So it's like, Oh yeah. that's If we're going to practice yeah. for an hour, that's three hours right there just to, yeah. to oh. get an hour to practice. In. Yeah. And even, yeah. The, even the studio is like 40 minutes away. Um, that we rent. So we finally yeah. just a few weeks ago put everything in the garage. And I saw tried that. To You're, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So hopefully uh, we've been getting a little more practice in. And, and with That's that, good. as soon as my my daughter's working to get a house, which is, I don't want to get all uh, the housing market in Colorado is, is outrageous. I don't know if it's everywhere, like that
0: everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. It's ridiculous. People will put a cardboard box with like a little AstroTurf in front of it, and then they'll get like two hundred thousand dollars for it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. It's it's absurd. Yeah. So when they
1: when they get their place, uh, we'll have a whole basement where like we can have all of our stuff. We don't have to worry how loud it is. Right. And uh, then we'll get a lot more practice in. But uh,
4: but I do miss
1: just that's my favorite. Well, not favorite but I, I I really like when we just fumble around with stuff oh, yeah. improvise yeah, yeah. yeah. no cool.
0: well and th- and that's got to be part of why you you know you maybe you're playing out more because you get to actually do that then you know yeah you' out super you're playing fun. together oh, yeah. yeah and I, I do want to get to the to the gigs in a, in a bit but I, I wanted to just because we we you know there aren't too too many songs to go through so I wanted to make sure we hit all of them but like so I, I think I'm not willing to say it's definitely my favorite but Secrets is right up there for me in my favorites. Big fan of that song, because one of the things I love about it is that it manages to be both retro and modern at the same time, which like, right there, very cool, okay? And I, I'm, um, I'm, I'm again. I'm hearing some Sabbath. I'm getting like Roger Waters vocals in that one. It's that yeah. low, whispery was... kind of yeah. And 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 I can never ever pronounce his name correctly. Is it Tommy Iomi? Iomi?
2: Uh, how am I yeah. saying Yeah, yeah, to- yeah right. Tony Iomi. Yeah, that's how I Tony Iomi. Was...
0: I don't. know Why am I saying Tommy? Oh. Tony. Iommi. That's Tony the guitar Iommi. I hear it's that low growly oh, really? guitar that's the tone that i'm that's hearing cool.
4: right that's and awesome. this
0: this guitar solo is so beautiful it's lyrical and it's lovely and i just and i don't know if you know this song but there was a song that i loved like, I don't even know now, it's like 20, 30 years ago by Alana Miles called Black Velvet. And it's this very sexy Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah,
1: I love that and song.
0: And that that was the drums were all that for me. It's like that, you just put that almost, it's not tribal, but it's just that. Dun, 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 and it pulls, yeah, you yeah, and yeah. the whole thing just comes together so well and I probably played that one three because you know I got to work through everything so it takes me a while so I usually make sure I listen through before I repeat but I put that one on repeat right away a couple times because I was like this is a very different song for you guys like a very different song for you guys so, who wrote that? Was it a collab? Like, where did that one come from? Because all of a sudden it was like, oh, and what? We're doing this now. <laughs> like, now, you know, we'd been over here with Cream. We'd been over here with Floyd. We'd been over here with, you know, what, and then, and then secrets. So, okay, they're pointing at you, Sean. So, that's a, that's a, that's yeah, a dad so song right there. Okay.
1: This is another one of mine. And I actually sung on it too. And um, it's the, yeah, and I, well, you, you nailed it. I was going for the, Roger Waters kind of oh, the okay. wall, the kind of Yeah, I heard it. Of I heard it. Talk, the talk singing. Yeah, you nailed it. And you said also the Black Sabbath reference was perfect because I tuned down so I tuned the guitar down a full step. Okay, of the band. yeah,
0: okay, okay. So
1: to get a little bit of a lower kind of sound on it. And it actually this one was influenced by a band called Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. Okay they they are a doom rock band I wouldn't call them metal, but okay. that, that were highly influenced by bands like Black Sabbath and I okay. um, wasp they list as another influence which is weird but <laughs> but they're a lo-fi band so they don't they don't do oh, too much studio production right and right, right. like you listen to their songs, the bass drum it sounds like a bass drum. And the snare sounds like a snare, like if you're in the room. Yeah. I'm sure they do a little bit of manipulation to it. Like, um, you usually we have, we have all to, just to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just to get all that artifacts out. And and, yeah, yeah.
1: There's so many overtones and the echoes that come out of a bass drum just played.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I, my guess is they do a little bit of, of studio, but they're pretty lo-fi mm-hmm. otherwise. Okay. And... Um, and that's something I really like. I re- they're one of my favorite bands, uh, Uncle Acid oh, wow, okay. of a newer band. Uh, oh yeah, are awesome. Tommy like, uh, both these guys like him too. But uh, um, so that yeah, song Secrets was kind of like, I want to do an Uncle Acid and the Deadbeat song.
0: Okay, okay, and yeah, no, I like heard, it. I heard all those bits. I really did. So, so, okay, and, so that yeah. was intentional. I see. Okay, okay.
1: And this is one of our few songs that I, I just did on my own. The boys were busy doing stuff and I had the idea
4: okay. and,
1: uh, uh, but we've played it live. Tommy plays his own solo live. That's
0: right. That's right.
1: Different than what I did on the recording. Um, uh, but other than that, um, and we, when we do it live, cause we don't want to bring two guitars or sit there and retune. <laughs> uh we're we're playing it in the E standard and I can't say it. that's too high for me. High
0: for you, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I
1: tried it. I tried it once and we haven't played it or have we played it again since? <laughs> no. Oh yeah. You might so want to just going bring going a Tommy. second guitar
0: with you. Oh Tommy, you gonna do it? Yeah. That? I think
1: yeah, he's you 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 you're,
0: you're you could get up in the rafters there a little bit. I think you could I think you could handle E. <laughs> I, I think you, you could do, do it. Yeah, yeah. No, I really I love that one and, and I um I love that when I take a shot at the things that I hear and, and you've heard me say it a hundred times, Sean, but like, I only make comparisons when they're favorable, you know? Um, but I love that, that when I say stuff like that and people will go, yes, that is what I was going to. And it, I love yeah. that, that you know, you can do that with music. You can have an idea and an intention and make something that makes somebody that's, you know, hundreds, thousands of miles away, whatever, hear the thing that you wanted. I th- That's one of the coolest things about music to me is just like, you know, putting all of that in there, but then also being able to make it your own. So but so you put that one up against a like the one, the sinner. OK. And like, again, we're in a totally different feel at this point okay so who wrote that one was that
1: tommy that was me again that was oh, that you was again me.
0: okay okay because again i i got some metallica i also got don't be mad at me a little bit of joan jet
4: no oh, oh really From where?
0: i did i heard a little bit of i love rock and roll I did. It was there's something oh. about the bounce of it. I'm not entirely sure why. Um but I did sure. get Metallica and Joan Jett. we were just like baby ever, whatever. And again, I get I get some I get some 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 Sabbath. Like I, I hear that a lot yeah. Yeah. um sure. as a through line from you guys. But and and it's just I mean, the guitars on that are nuts. Like nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's you, Tommy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so talk to me about that one because like again the feel sort of switches back and forth. You got that sort of metally, dirty breakdown in there. Like what was the did that one come together? Was that all you No, was, it started with you, Sean, and then it was So did you collaborate uh, on that one
1: or? So yeah, on that one I think I had the main the the main um uh, verse chorus and that the the chorus part um Inadvertently <laughs> is a is kind of black Sabbathy, well, yeah.
4: but uh, Tommy actually suggested.
1: Tommy suggested um, the middle part that goes into the faster part.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: um, he nuts. suggested doing that. And I was like, yeah, that that fits perfectly, and uh, so that was his suggestion to do that whole middle part, um, and the tempo changes there, and then yeah so so this is one of our songs that does have a tempo change besides uh saturn's moon i guess mm-hmm. uh but it goes to that middle fast part yeah again that was Tom. that was tommy's idea and I, I really liked it i really liked that addition. i was like that's great yeah well I,
0: uh, and, but, I and, and then I feel we like that, that,
1: drop in that <laughs> tempo though that's so hard to do it's like we all have to drop back to right. that starting tempo from going through that fast tempo Right. And um, right. that's kind of like
0: Yeah, no yeah. no pressure there, Ray. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No pressure, I mean, but you have to
0: nail that tempo. That is that it. that that, get that and, and getting when you play that live, that's gotta be like a nail biter, yeah. right? Like, are we gonna get it or are yeah. we gonna get it? because it is so drastic, you know, it's really yeah, and you're not even easing into it, it's just you know, z- you know, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're yeah, there. No, so but yeah, I, yeah. I and again, just yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead.
2: No, what? That's what makes it fun. That's what makes it fun. Yeah, is yeah. Fun. You 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 like that? <laughs> yeah, I like <laughs> it. I mean, I get nervous for sure. Don't get me wrong. But my uh, when I'm doing it, I tend to settle down, and uh, that's one of my favorite songs to play. I love that. Yeah. One.
0: I could see. What yeah, about really. you, Ray? Is, is it is it fun or just entirely nerve wracking as the drummer to play that one? No,
2: I
3: like it. I like it. Um, okay. It's a it's a fun part to do. I mean, it's it can be sometimes like, um, off off putting. Not not off putting, but like <laughs> it can be hard to like go from you know right right into it because it's just like the second it ends, it just starts up.
4: Oh, um, yeah. but,
3: but, you know, it's fun to do though. It's, uh, going to that fast part and just playing like that, that early fast part for a couple of, yeah. uh, measures.
1: It's pretty fun.
0: Well, and, and the crowd reaction too has to be fun because they don't know where you're going and they don't know where you're going to end up either. So there's something very high wire about that. That's got to be an adrenaline kick when you're playing that one out. It's just like, I love, when I talked to the Wormwood project, you know, um Aubrey was talking about this idea that like, they have a song like that where, you know, first they have one that just starts off very, very fast. And then they have to drop into the right tempo. And it's the same kind of thing, you know, and, and the idea of yeah. like, or you know when you when you have this insanely complicated drum party you have this insanely compl- and then you re- realize at some point you're gonna have to do that live and it's like oh crap you know <laughs> okay. Um yeah. maybe we should but you know but you guys do pull it off and I mean I again I I, I keep saying we'll get into the live stuff but I feel like we've mostly covered everything that we didn't talk about Hell Right really but that's my Dio Metallica song for you guys like big 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 <laughs> right like the you know that's it's it's, it's the vocals are almost punk. Like it's like yeah, screamy sure. punk whatever you know, and that even just the intro, Tommy, you had fun with that one, did you not? Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> <That's laughs> a- you yeah, can do it too. That kind of is punkish in a way because I wanted it to be fast, like yeah, is wise even. I mean, it's it is like the shortest song I think.
4: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: I- I love it, though. I wrote that a while ago, actually, like a long time ago. And I I just, like, kept it in my head for a bit. We're thinking about songs, and I kind of was playing it. I was like, oh, I remember this one thing I did. So uh, we we played it, and it's just fun. I mean, that it's one's great. just it's always great. fun to do. That,
0: that, that's a big boot to the face, that song. And I love songs like that's like a Lewis Tivy thing where it's like you're in, you're out. It's very quick, but it's like it makes a big impression. You know, like there's yeah. a, a lot of bang for the buck on that with the short songs because you couldn't listen – to something like that for like eight minutes, you know, it doesn't need to be that long, oh, yeah. not because it's bad, but just because it's so intense and you're like, <sighs> but I, I love that that one just starts off hard. It's hard all the way through. Like the guitars are, are just screaming all over the place. And then like, you're out, you know? And it's like, whoa. Yeah. And then I Yeah. No, it's just, it's just, that's very, very cool. But I, I do want to cover before, you know, we get into starting to wrap up this, you know, you guys are playing out, a lot, as we said, you know, and and that's always a good thing because that means people want to hear you, um, which, you know, <laughs> really, you know, that's very encouraging. But like, I also wanted to, you know, as we talk about that, because we were mentioning, Tommy, how all the the, the solos that you do are always improv and, you know, you're not playing the same thing twice. I, I kind of wanted to let you geek out about guitar and guitarists and solos and styles a little bit because I get the sense that you are a real a student of certain guitarists, certain feels, certain vibes, certain, I mean, as we were saying, you know, certain guitarists specifically, but like when you're that, if I'm right about that, when you're that um, enchanted by certain people, like a Zappa or, you know, like um, a Terry Kath or whatever, like how do you find your style? How do you find your this is me, this is Tommy, I'm this is how I play. Because you you know, I, I do hear EVH, I do hear all of those guys, but you're not you're not just imitating them. So you're clearly landing somewhere. But so how much like is that just thought? Is it just feel? Is it both? Like how do you kind of land on where you're gonna go? And then leading into the idea of like, you know, you you've played these songs, you know, hundreds of times, but you gotta come sure. up with a totally new solo for something. So how does that all work for you?
2: Well, for starters, that's the best feeling. I love, I love improvising. I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I kind of do get on myself. Like maybe I should write some solos, and I probably will, you know, because it's good to have that. But whenever I play sure. live, improvising is is the best ever. Because yeah. I, my in like Frank Zappa. Well, I've always been in improvising. Oh, since I started even learning guitar, I've wanted to make mm. my own stuff. Uh, so mm. I would learn chords and then I'd somehow try to miss and match them so I could make my own song. So okay. I definitely love I love learning stuff and figuring out how I can use it. So I mean that's why I like some my favorite guitar player of all time is Jason Becker. That guy is the coolest guy of all time and I mean I he, he I like there's some stuff I can't play a lot of his stuff, but even from him I try to find stuff I can play of his and okay. try to make it my own uh black sabbath is my favorite band of all time uh tony iomi's influence on me is crazy because i think he doesn't get enough credit as a solo uh solo player because he's a great riff master and i and i wouldn't say you know he's not a shredder or anything but how he formulates his solos they always have a great feel to them they feel awesome they're cool and they sound cool and Mm. I, I, I learn part of these solos, like from Tony Iommi, from Eddie Van Halen, I've, I don't even think I really learn full ones. And I learn part of these things, everything I like that I hear, I try to learn it or, or mm-hmm. figure out a way to make it something unique. And that comes back to uh, Frank Zappa, uh, Frank Zappa, improv master. I mean, this guy is one of the, I seriously think, the most underrated guitar players ever. He can play, he can really play, and he knows what he's mm-hmm. doing. Son. Zappa, he gets it and he did this YouTube course like he did these things about improving yeah I was always into improvising but at that time too the most popular guitarists in the world were writing solos and composing them and performing them note for note in the songs and that was cool and I used to do that uh, on my early records and stuff but My dad never did that ever. He just always preferred to improvise. And I thought it was so amazing that he had this uh, vast vocabulary and could play for 11 minutes and never repeat himself. And like I said, I've always improved in my high school jazz band, I'd improv, but it gave me some tips that I tried to um, Mm. keep in mind. I mean, I wish I could remember specifically, but like I said, sometimes (laughs) it's feel. Sometimes I know exactly what he meant. And I think a lot of improv is feel though, because it's kind of more like you learn, you learn to improv by, you learn these small solos, you learn how to add stuff, you learn mm. these cool licks. When mm-hmm. improv comes down to it, you're there, you're on the spot and you have to think out of all the stuff you know, what can I do to, to yeah. make something sound good, put together to make it sound interesting? And that's, that's why it's so exciting. I mean, it is a test of your skill. It's a test of what you can make up right there, what you can make right. sound good with all the stuff you have. And right. so I definitely like, I mean, there's licks. I definitely use that are from other guitar, uh, like, like Tony, I like he does yeah, certain sure. things that of course I use it, but I think every good guitar player does that. Every good guitar player right. learns so much and tries to make it, but like trying to make it your own, some people really struggle with it. It's all I've, I mean, for me, it's all I've wanted to do. I, I wanted yeah. to make these things that I thought were cool. And I wanted to make something just as cool. Not necessarily the same, but something right. just is cool. So always, right. it's always just been like, how can I, how can I make up something cool uh, that will impress people? Kind of no,
0: and and I and I love that because I I hear you saying that you're you're listening, you're learning, you're studying, and then you're kind of synthesizing that with what you're feeling and what's just purely coming out of you. And I mean, you know, as as somebody who taught for a really long time in a a way, you know, this idea that we, we learn skills that when you put them together, they, they end up being bigger skills, right? So you have to learn how to like push and pull, you have to learn how to twist and turn, you have to, and then when you put that together, you can put a key in a lock and turn it and open your door and it's a whole new thing, right? And I know it's like a really dorky whatever, but like this idea that what you're doing is you're taking these component skills, you know, like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to listen to, you know, Eddie Van Halen Shred for a while. And I'm going to come over here and I'm going to listen to Iommi, who's lower key, but like maybe a little bit more intellectual and things are a little bit more crafted in a certain way, you know, and I'm going to listen to Jason Becker. And like, and you're, you're pulling all this stuff. And then I truly believe that anytime we listen to music, whether we're doing it consciously or not, we are studying and learning. You know, you absorb things and it's why when people will take, you know, an Ed Sheeran or whatever to court for like, oh, you stole this from this song, it's like. Well, but did I though, or is it just, this is something that I heard 10 years ago and it seeped into my subconscious. And then I'm at this moment writing this new song and this sounds like exactly what needs to be there. And you're not putting together that it's from something that somebody wrote 50 years ago that you listened to. You know what I mean? So I believe all of that, you know, that that everything that we listen to musically, we absorb and it and it influences us. But I love that, sure. Tommy, it excites you so much to get on stage and do a thing that terrifies a lot of people, you know. And it's funny because, like, even in my band, you know, one of the guys will say, like, I am, not, I am not somebody that likes to just iterate solos. Like, I will learn a solo and I will plan a solo and I will write a solo and I will do it and I will knock the doors off of the thing. But please don't put me on stage and make me make one up. Like at the, like, please don't make me do that. And then we have another, you know, our other guitarist is like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I'll just figure it out when I get there, you know? (laughs) And it's funny. It's like, you know, there are two kinds of guitarists. Right. But like, I love that. I love that that's what excites you about it is just, you know, sitting there and saying, I could write this. I could plan this. And I hear what you're saying that, you know, that's not a bad idea because if nothing comes to you in that moment or you're not feeling well, or it's just, you know, you have a certain amount of time before the next band is going to load in and you just got to kind of, you know, get in, get out, whatever you have it ready to go. But, you know, and it seems like Ray, you do that too. You know, this idea of like, all right, I'm, I'm, and that I think is the, the main thing about being in a band that's just so friggin' cool is when you listen to each other, like not just hear each other, but when you really listen to each other and you get into that space and you guys know that space that I mean, where everything is just clicking and like, you're not even really thinking about it. It's just, and there's nothing like that. But when you listen to each other, you know, Ray, you might throw in a fill or you might take it to a Tom instead of something where you usually did, you know, and and or like, Tom, you know, Tommy, you might go, oh, you know what, instead of making this metal, I'm just going to smoke this out here and make it bluesy for a minute and be able to do that, you know, and, sure. and I I love that because it when I was listening to your stuff, one of my favorite things was listening to the official version of it and then listening to you guys play it live and it's like you can tell it's the same song it's got the same bones and you know and i think a lot of that is down to to ray really holding it down you know and but sure. but then it changes into something and and then then i was laughing cuz there was one clip i don't remember which song it was but you guys get to this moment where it's like there's i gather always this big guitar solo at the end and tommy you're on stage and you're in it you know, and we got your and then all of a sudden you just kind of stopped, <laughs> and oh, and and Ray and Sean were just like, Tada! you know, <laughs> like, like I guess we're done. Right? And and what I loved about that was that you all laughed. <laughs> And, yeah, and, and, yeah, and another know. band that wasn't as comfortable, that wasn't as confident, that wasn't as secure in their skills might have been like, <gasps> you know, and I've been in those bands where the guys are like, they just want to fall through the stage and die because that's something like that happened. But it was such a great moment <laughs> because like there was all this like energy and tension in the air and it's like, okay, Tommy's up, he's walked up, he's got the guitar, he's yeah. going to do it. And then it was like... <clears throat>
4: <laughs> it was, yeah. so
0: I don't I remember what that was, but it was so, and I love that you put that up too, because like uh, bands that have skill and personality always go farther than bands that have one or the other, right? Like you yeah. want both and you guys look like you're having such a good time on stage. And that, that's the whole playing, thing.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: That's the whole thing. Cause if you're not having fun on stage, the audience is not going to have fun. They're just well, not.
4: Yeah. Yeah, no. sure. So I
0: mean out out of the two is is live that's it for you guys like you would do that all the time if you could or is it more about the writing okay it's live okay live. Ray for you me, too Raymond live. you also you 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 prefer yeah, the right. live stuff okay okay and you got you guys have a you have a show coming up that we should talk about because anyone who's in Colorado could could get there so why don't you tell me about yeah, that
1: yeah so most of our shows have been kind of in our little area and we're in an area called Northern Colorado, but, uh, we got hooked up with this one, uh, this other band we just played with into the gray. Um, mm-hmm. they uh, told us that they were playing, uh, December 2nd, uh, in this area closer to Denver. Um, so it's a suburb of Denver called Thornton. It's, uh, going to be a, this place called the Trailside Saloon. So, so we're okay. branching out from our little area here a little bit. Look at that!
0: <laughs> it's a tour. It's a national tour. <laughs> it's a national yeah. tour. <laughs> there you go. But listen, Adam, yeah. Punk Rock Panda, maybe you guys can uh, hook up and 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 amplify this this gig a little bit because I know there are people watching and listening who are not that far that, that could go and yeah. see the magic of forebodings live on stage, and then we can all vicariously
1: tommy tommy gets into this headbanging stuff and kind of goes crazy full (laughs)
0: rock star absolutely yeah (laughs) selling it selling it and and the fact that you can shred and sing and headbang all at the same time and you don't just end up falling off the stage i find very impressive because i feel like that's walking chewing gum and also i don't even know playing hopscotch or whatever at the same time but uh Um, no, I, I, think, um, you know, and, and for those of you who are not close enough to be able to get there, you can see live stuff on YouTube. It's there. They are not on Spotify at the moment, but their YouTube has plenty of stuff. And so does their Facebook page. So you guys can definitely go and love them up on all of that. But, um, before I let you gentlemen go, Sean, I think you know what you're in for here, but guys, you, you may or may not be aware of this, but I do end every episode with a little segment we like to call. In the Vox seat, so I have asked every single musician who has been on this show, and I think we're at you know forty something episodes at this point. So it's it's getting to be a lot of musicians. I've asked everyone the same five questions. Usually, they hate at least one of them. And Tommy, I know exactly which question you're going to hate me for. Um, and Sean, you might too. Um, and and I will mention ahead because you are still young and you have your lives ahead of you, and I want to make sure that. Nothing um, befalls you that the last question, as Dad can attest, has become very controversial, okay? And so you're (laughs) going to win some fans and lose some fans, depending on the answers to that. But because there are three of you, you might be able to cover the spread. We'll see. But let's start easy-ish, okay? For each of you, okay, each of you gets this. Five words. If you have to describe foreboding's music in five words or less what would you say whoever wants to go first
2: i would just go down this one uh five words five words okay fun loud creative fun loud creative uh i would say energetic and i would say um huh this is hard i would say for the final one uh <laughs>
0: See, it's not it's uh, not as easy as it seems is that it? Is it's hard. Hard. That
2: is hard i got four i was like i could get five yeah, fun, loud four. creative
0: energetic and
2: um you have to come up with the fifth one personality. Personality. Personality.
0: personality there you go personality i like it i like it all right sean the the the, the guitarist has determined that you are next so
1: <laughs> all right yeah yeah that's fair Is <laughs> your,
0: your moment uh, it's your moment
1: See, heavy rock, I'd say raw, um, lo-fi maybe. That's a hyphenated, uh, I'll give it to you. <laughs> improv- improvisational.
0: Okay. Oh, and I especially like that when you put it together with Tommy's list because we're, we're getting all those bits there. All right, Ray, favorite thing being put on the spot. Here we go. <laughs> Five words or less.
3: Uh, uh, varied okay
0: very good sure
3: four more <laughs> very good. um i think he could do the uh, math
0: on that with the bags.
3: <laughs> um, Uh. this is hard yeah don't worry
0: M- b- b- people three times your age have have stressed over this and 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 it, so you are not alone in this one. You also can repeat words if any of those resonated with you. It doesn't have to be okay. all new ones.
3: Okay, fun, um, okay. lively. Um <laughs> Let's see. Um I don't know. <laughs> just whatever comes uh,
4: to mind. I, 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 I know. You know what? I'm letting no. you off
0: the hook. That's good. You're good. We're good. I think varied was like so good. It was like three words on its own. So I yeah, think you're would- good. We're we're, we're that's idea. We we can't get better than that. I love it that. But you guys all landed in a similar place, right? The idea of high energy and it's you mix it up and it's not one thing and it's a blast and whatever. I like that. Okay, so. All right, I'm gonna, we're going to let Ray go last on everything, unless he wants to go first so you guys don't steal his ideas. But so the next question is maybe a little easier. For each of you, your favorite thing about being a musician?
2: Favorite thing? Uh, playing guitar for people. Okay. Live. Yeah, live. <laughs> for anyone, not even if you're at my house. Oh, we'll that's true. For you. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. Anyway, yeah. okay. You're I like, the,
0: the, the, the Uber guy comes to the door and you're like, <laughs> And <laughs> that's, that's all you need. Yeah, okay.
1: I all right. <laughs> I, I like but, and, playing and, I like uh, play Okay, live. Sorry.
0: Okay. No, no, no. But okay. So you're also, it's also playing live for you.
1: Well, more specifically the gigs that we do. Cause it, it's okay. like, it's like stress up until you play. And then once you get on stage, it's fun. And yeah, that part yeah. I really, really like.
0: Yeah. It's like a ton of fun book ended by two of the worst things that humans have yeah, to do, yeah, which is for sure. load in and set up and then break down and load out like the worst things ever. That's and I got to sure think, I got to think for Ray, that's uh, <laughs> that's the, but okay. So what about you, Raymond? Favorite thing about being a musician?
3: Uh, I'd say it's the creation aspect, whether that be through improvisation or like when we're actually making the songs mm. or when we're even scamming, doing something, um, doing something new and different each time. Cool. See,
0: look at that. He didn't even give the same answer the two of you did. A yeah. whole other thing. A whole other thing. Okay, but so now the flip side question for each of you, your least favorite thing about being a musician, if you have one.
2: Uh I do get like I love doing it, but I do get extremely nervous right before I go on. Like pretty bad. So probably I that. I don't Yeah, I like I get all like shaky. I get I get pretty nervous. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's the thing. Is like a, you can't tell adrenaline whether to make you excited or terrified. <laughs> it's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, it's like I think once you get on the stage, if you turn that into oh. like excited, which you clearly do, either that or you're hiding it Really well because you don't look nervous at all when you're on stage. But like, I think it's it's all that anticipation. I know that feeling too, where like you're just about to play the first note yeah. or sing the first note or hit the first thing, and you're just like, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay,
2: yeah, <laughs> here yeah. we are, oh, and
4: then
0: it goes so fast, right? It's over so oh, fast.
2: Yeah feels like it's five cool, minutes. That's,
0: you're all right. that's it. It's like you wait for weeks or months or whatever. And you're like the whole day. You're like, is it time? Is it time? And then you get there and you're like, wait, we're, we're done. We're on the last song. I know. That's like, I I always, I, I, we don't play out live anymore. We do live online, but like, I, I, I do miss that bit of it. Just being like, Oh, we're done. <laughs> so, okay. What about you, Sean? What about you? Least favorite thing?
1: Uh, least favorite? Yeah. Um... <sighs> Is it valid to say I just wish I had more time to put into all of it? That's is, a
0: thousand that percent a, valid. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you're you 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 are in good company on that. We've had that a lot, just people like the the work life balance, the having more time. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: hard. It's hard to find time to both be creative and practice and like all the there's so much other stuff, the social media stuff. I'm kind of bad at that. Um and, no, But uh, it's just
0: a full time job, though. It really is on yeah. top of and anything that's like the business side of it kind of sucks, you know, so yeah. it's, it's it's a lot of time to spend on something that isn't playing or writing or. Yeah. Yeah. OK. So I, I there are people in the chat right now feeling you very hard on that one. Just finding more time. So. <laughs> All right, Raymond, here we yeah. go. This is it. Least favorite thing.
3: Yeah. Least favorite thing. I like that he has to
0: think about it. It wasn't immediately (laughs) there. That means you like most of it. That's a good sign.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Like, um, I do get like nervous, but like for me, it's not as bad because I can just (laughs) get up and play. But I guess it's more the things that that don't involve playing, I guess. Just the stuff you have to do mm. um, around getting to like a show or getting to a concert. Loading in, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, even like even loading in or loading. It's like, like yeah, I was um, I was like, gonna say you would be the, the
0: first drummer charge. not to mention load in and load out as their least favorite thing. Well, All the drummers are. I was like, words. it's the gear. It's carrying the gear. Yeah. It's because you can't use a house kit usually, right? The house kits are usually like it's like a you know a. a Pot lid and then like you know like a bucket or whatever and then like everything is falling apart and there's never like you rarely go to a place that has a great house kit so do you usually bring your kit with you Ray or are you blessed with good house kits when you guys when you guys do play out
3: uh, usually we have to bring our kit for like yeah, shows okay. and stuff <laughs> Okay, um, there's a couple times where they'll like provide a kit like uh, the last show we did they they uh, had a kit just ready um, but it was the other band's
1: kit. It yeah, was, it was the other so oh, band's band <laughs> yeah, kit. Yeah, okay. Basically. so that's uh, smart. Yeah, because you yeah. Get,
0: I, I've I've been in those situations where you have like a multi-band bill, and then like inevitably yeah, the drummer yeah. in the middle wants his own kit, and you're like, you've got to be kidding me like we do not have time to disassemble and reassemble and disassemble and reassemble like please don't so yeah okay so you you are a you like the playing and the creating but not all the stuff that goes around it
3: yeah yeah okay i don't like as much uh...
1: yeah that's well
0: yeah no i'm not disagreeing with you either there's a okay this is the question I think Tommy's gonna get mad at me for, but we'll see. He may surprise me and just have an answer right away. But for each of you, if you had to choose just one album to listen to for the rest of your life.
4: Yeah.
0: He look at he hates me right now. Look at the face. What album would it be <laughs> and why? Do you still wanna start with you and go down, or do you need some time to think on this one, Tommy? Because
2: people hate this. Oh, no, I know already
0: oh <gasps> okay all right uh, what is it
2: oh i would take yeah okay i would take pink floyd's the wall because that was the album i started with got me into everything stuff so okay i don't know i feel like if i had to choose might as well choose that one okay. it's a great album i love it
0: okay um, i did not know if we were gonna end up with like a zappa hot route situation i didn't know where we were going but you you've gone with the origin album and i like it and yeah. it's a great one. It's a great one. So, okay. All right. He he didn't blink. That could have gone either way, but he did not blink. All right, Sean, you knew it was coming. You may have prepared, but it doesn't um, look like you did. <laughs> I,
1: you know, I actually, I I should be prepared for this, but <laughs> I'm going to go with one that, um, that I haven't, li- I actually haven't listened to a whole lot. Okay. But I, I do like it. And I think there would be so much I could keep discovering every time I listen to it. It would okay. last quite a long, mm-hmm. long time. Okay. I think it would be, uh, well, what well, does it have? Uh, well now like my, my, the other For part of my brain guess. is going to, uh, does it have to be rock? Um,
4: no, I, it doesn't I might have pick to be like, a. I
1: uh, I would probably pick like, uh, some, Some like the London Philharmonic playing Beethoven's Uh Fifth or Ninth. curveball.
0: Okay, okay. We're going.
1: We're going. Things every time I would listen to it, I would be like, "Oh, there's that fugue or whatever that he put into there," or or, "Oh, I never noticed the oboe was doing that weird thing right there." I I just think there would be more discovery in something like that than.
4: Well, so and, and I changed
0: allude, it. Yeah, no, no, I, I I was like, that's not what you were going to say. But okay, you, yeah, it, you swerved it. it at the last minute there. Okay, I see. Because we did I allude did. to it a little bit earlier, Ray did, that, you know, you guys do do some classical stuff. So did you want to just talk about that for a second before we get to, I'll give Ray a minute to think
1: <laughs> on this one. Uh, yeah. It's not really classical. Like we, we did this, uh, we yeah. went live. It, it was disastrous. We tried to go live on YouTube. And, yeah, uh, I saw that, and, In, in yeah.
0: I, I didn't know it was happening on the, at the time. But, yeah, I saw that on your social media. What was disastrous about it? Just the tech didn't work? or Well,
1: so we, we like, I have this interface. And, w- like, so Ray has an eight-string tenor uke. So it, each string is double, basically. So it sounds more like a mandolin. Mm, There's okay. they're nylons. There. I have a, I studied classical guitar, and I, I have a classical guitar. Yeah. And Tommy has a steel string. So we have this uh, piece that we wrote, and it's obviously instrumental. Right. But it's more like a Renaissance medieval kind of period piece. And it was very inspired cool. by the poem and the movie, uh, Sir Gowen, um and the Green Knight.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: so it's very medieval and it has three parts, and it does a round. Uh, so there's, there's uh, a melody that I start off with. Halfway mm-hmm. through it, Tommy picks it up, oh, then he picks it up, Then I'm already changed. It's like a simple fugue, if you know yeah. what a fugue okay. is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but, and then it has like the, these other parts. Well, the disaster as part of it was I had thought we'd done a good sound check. But oh. then when we went live and played, like I couldn't hear the uke at all. And oh no, I don't know. I don't know what changed. Yeah, that that like kind that, of
0: that. that that kind of that you can't do that. <laughs> you really, I mean, more than even just usually playing together, you really have to be able to hear each other if you're doing a round. Like that's not that's not viable. Yeah, as so, you're I, looking I, at him and going, okay.
1: Yeah, it just it was bad. We're gonna try it again. We'll work it yeah, up again. Definitely. But now we and, of- and 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 promote
0: it a little bit more and let me know so I can help so we can actually sure. all watch it. Sure. Yeah. Cause that, that one sneaked right good. by me. I did not did not even know it existed, but uh no, no and, and then it was done. But and you're like, No, that was by design. Like we,
4: <laughs> we go so well so we, <laughs> but
0: Okay, all right, this is it, Raymond. Your one album for the rest of your life. What is it and why?
3: Rocket to Russia by the Ramones. Really? Yeah. yeah. It, has, uh, it just has so many good songs that I like on it that I could just... Uh, repeatable songs. Did not songs see that too. coming. I, okay. I didn't <laughs> okay. I, didn't see it. it's, uh, I thought he was going to say Rush or something. Um, I like Rush, and I like a lot of other bands, but I don't know. Ramones songs just are songs that I feel like I could listen to forever. Oh, because, okay. like... A lot of Ramon songs just have that some a charm to them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's True, an interesting right. choice. I don't know that anyone's ever called the Ramones charming before, but I so is <laughs> Hell is Hell right one of your favorites then based on that?
3: Um, all right. That or optimism. Okay because of the like, fast.
0: Okay, all right, Wow. so all right, I I, I yeah. Each of you surprised me in a way, Tommy, your album didn't really surprise me, but the fact that you were able to, to land on one so quickly, given your <laughs> like broad musical, in that you don't all have them. And then, you know, Sean, you even surprised yourself just, <laughs> just on the last minute there, but okay. Yeah. And Ray just taking it in a whole other direction. Did not yeah. see it coming. All right, guys, this is it. This is the last question, and I cannot underscore for you how important the answers that you give to this particular <laughs> question are to certain members of our chat. So, you're going to have to bear with me for a moment because I have to settle the crowd. Freaky, you are not leaving, okay? And I know that you like them and you don't want them to screw this up. We get it. Dom, I know you're resigned.
4: At least, it ain't over. It ain't over It ain't over. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, I'm hosting a
4: <laughs> WWF
0: I understand it. Um, just everybody take a moment. Leave Shannon Darcy alone. Okay, here we go. Now, since you guys are a family, this may be all the same answer, but we'll see. We'll see. Your toilet paper roll. When you put the toilet paper on the holder... Does the toilet paper come from over the top or do you pull it out from under the bottom? And why? Sean, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to have you start. Okay? Oh, okay. Because
4: okay, sure. I think
0: I think we so, have a little bit more of a of a of a sense from you in the chat where you're going with this. So I want to save the blockbusters yeah. for the book there.
1: We're the we're the other category and it'll be random. Like nobody pays attention to it. It just it's the oh, and then a lot of the time it doesn't even make it to the holder, and it's just sitting on top of the the tank. <laughs> it's See? just sitting okay. on top of the tank. So that's okay. sideways now. During yesterday's show, or, or uh, your during the live show, the last one. Yeah. I looked up the patent, and it shows that it's supposed to go. The original design over. was over. Was supposed to go yeah. over the top. Yeah. So we're other basically
0: other answering for everyone
1: because
0: because the thing is there is there is if you are all in the in the same house there (laughs) is a decider that puts the toilet paper on the roll but it might not necessarily be the way your children would do it for themselves so i need to check in with them we cannot have a blanket answer i'm gonna need to hear from tommy and ray (laughs) Over, under, or something completely other than that.
2: What do you say? Well, it's definitely other because, uh, yeah, it's it's on the freaking it's 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 never really on the stupid thing. Okay. It's all so you, it. you
0: you are you are tanking it. Okay, all right. So we do. We have two official others. Ray, are you are you are you thirding for sure, the other? other? I mean, like, okay.
4: Yeah,
3: for sure. I mean, like I've uh, I always am um, looking for the toy bear. Oh,
1: it's over here. Because <laughs> nobody, so, so, everybody's too lazy to put the new one on.
0: <laughs> so, well, no, but and and just so just so you guys understand, because again, Sean, you know this, but Tommy and Ray, you do not understand the level we've had.
1: I believe, yeah, if I'm three. counting
0: correctly, you three <laughs> may have now put the other category ahead of the unders. I think we may have just. We could be because it, it, it is it is a pardon the expression given that we're talking about toilet paper, but it is a blowout, okay. There is like forty something people who are in the over army, as they've come to call themselves. And right. and Joe from Joe from Freaky Things is the king of the over army. Okay. Right. Then we've got maybe around ten people, I think, at this point, who are in the under army, of which Dom is the leader from Jamstake. <laughs> And then we've right. got all the others. And the others are like you guys where, you know, you're sticking it on the tank. We've got Joel from Grimrock who's putting it on paper towel holders just to be different. <laughs> you know, people who don't care, they put it on differently each time. We yeah. call them birolias, birolias people. They are, they will, <laughs> they will. And then we've got its own category, Dean. Dean from the other Broken Ones. Um, I miss who, is, is as I like to call him, and very literally in this particular instance, a shit goblin because Dean will go into bathrooms and whatever way it's on the roll, He will flip it the other way. So if it's over, he will flip it to under. If it's under, he will flip it to over. And when I was interviewing the other broken ones, I said, we cannot even put him in the other category. It is just (laughs) Dean. So we have over, under, other Dean. So you guys, I do believe we will have to, we'll we'll check the screen here once Greg has done the math, but I believe you guys may have just advanced other over, under. So holy crap advanced yeah. other over under that was a very interesting turn of phrase but so okay you got you guys they they are a a 3 for 3 other family and you cannot do anything about it that's it yeah <laughs> that's it that's it oh my gosh sean um i i you guys were were so wonderful about rescheduling and i've been looking forward to this since we we had to move you um i think it was back in august so thank you again for for being so patient and for being as supportive as you are of the the show and and the community in general and tommy and ray it was so great to meet you guys and i hope this wasn't the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you. <laughs> Although with that last question, it might be, I have no idea, but I'm just so glad that you three came on the show. And really everybody go like them on Facebook, go subscribe to them on YouTube. You know, you're going to want to keep an eye on this band. These They're too young, Sean included, for you not to watch the trajectory. Who knows where they'll go? No one knows. It's it's It, it could be to, to a point where they actually choose a way to put the toilet paper on the roll. Anything could happen. We just, we just don't know. But thank you guys again so much for coming on oh, and, and talking to me today.
1: Thank you. We know you're busy, so thank you for having us.
0: Oh, no. Never Appreciate too busy to help the indie community. But all right, that's it, guys. That's another voxing guest right. in the books. We'll see you next you. time. Bye.